The peace of our Lord be with you. Those brand new, bright and shiny Bibles we just gave to Benjamin, Dixon, Bowen, Nicholas, Sterling, Elizabeth, Marlowe, Kate, Ford, Dudley, May, Edward, and Madeline are, needless to say, home to many words which call forth that which is deepest in us and best about us, not the least of which is that single simple sentence from today's epistle lesson where the writer of Ephesians says, be careful how you live. By the time we reach that verse in the book of Ephesians, the writer of Ephesians has already given the readers of Ephesians much good guidance for everyday life. Such practical encouragement as the call in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 for us to live lives of humility and gentleness. The admonition in Ephesians 4.24 for us to live lives of holiness and righteousness. The warning in Ephesians 4.26 for us to be angry about what we should be angry about without letting that anger harden into the poisonous bitterness which makes casualties of everyone around us. And, of course, the several exhortations we find scattered throughout Ephesians chapters 4 and 5 which call us to a life of careful speech. Verses which call us to renounce lying, spinning, exaggerating, flattery, sarcasm, vulgar speech, obscene words, and all the silly banter which clutters our lives day after day. And instead, practice the kind of word care which is content only to speak the truth, plain and gentle, gentle and plain. All of that and more, the writer of Ephesians presses upon the readers of Ephesians until we come to today's lesson where that long list of spiritual disciplines gets summed up in and squeezed down to a single simple sentence. Be careful how you live. 
Be careful how you live. A clear call to a spirit-filled, Jesus-centered life which moves and speaks at a thoughtful, mindful, prayerful pace and in a gentle, courteous, respectful way, what the writer of today's epistle lesson calls being careful how we live. To be careful how we live is not something we do so we can get God to love us more. God cannot love us one calorie more than God already does. Being careful how we live is not something we do so that we can be blessed in this life or rewarded in the next life. Being careful how we live is a way of life to which we give ourselves because we are going to die someday. And as far as we know, we are not going to get to come back around, do this over, and get it right next time. As far as we know, this is it. So who wants to underlive the one and only life we are ever going to have in this world? That's why we work so hard at getting on and staying on the path to death. That's why we get up every morning and give ourselves as deeply, fully, and faithfully as we can to living what the writer of Ephesians calls a careful life. That's why we're so serious about and committed to being careful how we live. Not so we can work our way into heaven. Not so we can get God to love us more. And not so we can get a blessing in this life or a reward in the next. No. But because we don't want to underlive the one and only life we are ever going to have, as far as we know, in this world. Of course, whenever we speak of what the writer of the book of Ephesians calls the careful life, we must always be careful not to confuse this kind of careful with the kind of careful that is fearful, cautious, safe or secure. To the contrary, the life which is most careful to embody the spirit of Jesus will sometimes look anything but careful because the life which is careful to follow Jesus will inevitably at times take us beyond the boundaries of our own comfort and security, calling us to sit down with and stand up for 
the same people Jesus would sit down with and stand up for if Jesus lived in Jackson in 2018. And in those moments, the careful life may seem anything but careful. Take for just one small example. Those founding members of our congregation who were among the first medical doctors in Mississippi to do away with white and colored waiting rooms. Fifty-something years ago, that was not a careful, cautious, safe thing to do. But it was exactly, precisely what those physicians had to do because they were living what the writer of Ephesians calls the careful life. The life that is rigorously, meticulously careful to embody the spirit of Jesus in the real world. I cannot speak for you, my good sisters and brothers, but in my own experience, that is often the way the careful life works. The very few times in my life that I've found myself standing in a street carrying a sign or stepping beyond the boundaries of what feels safe and comfortable for me, it has without exception been in one of those moments, one of those rare moments, unfortunately, for me when I have been being most careful to embody the spirit of Jesus. Oh, my sisters and brothers, the more careful we are to embody the spirit of Jesus, the more often the Holy Spirit carries our feet to places we did not plan to go and fills our mouths with words we did not plan to say, taking us ever deeper into a thoughtful, prayerful, mindful, practical, Spirit-filled, Jesus-centered life of kindness and courage, courage and kindness, the life to which we all are called by that single, simple sentence, be careful how you live. Amen. Time of response. 
as we prepare to go, I wanted, while we're all together, to say a word about our neighbors and friends in uh, the Sandalwood subdivision. As many of you uh, are aware, uh, the tornadoes, the tornado which touched down uh, Friday evening in the Sandalwood uh, community uh, spared uh, some homes, many homes, but severely damaged uh, quite a few homes. Um, at this point, uh, the members of our congregation who live in Sandalwood, uh, to the extent that we know of everyone, have either received minor home damage or none at all. Uh, however, many of their neighbors, and thus ours, have received significant damage. Uh, so uh, our church members who live in the Sandalwood community will be our hands and feet uh, today, tomorrow, and in the coming days to help us identify those families in the neighborhood who have suffered the most significant loss and who might be most in need of some sort of immediate assistance. We are very fortunate because of all of you and your uh, perpetual generosity that the Pastors Benevolence Fund is very healthy at this moment. So we will sequester a certain portion of the Pastors Benevolence Fund and then we will uh, find those families, hopefully tomorrow, but also as the week goes on, uh, and we will make gifts to them that might help to bridge some of their immediate costs before uh, they receive insurance settlements and that sort of thing going forward. What we would ask of all of you is this. If you discover when you get to school tomorrow or to work tomorrow that you have a classmate or a co-worker co or colleague whose life has been affected by the tornado we just need for you to let us know uh, by email to the church office or phone call to Leslie or myself. Just let us know and we'll do what we can to uh, step into some of, of those uh, gaps. <laughs>